guys, welcome back to Faith Feels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. In today's episode, I'm going to be going over why I follow Jesus, and I'm just going to be giving my testimony. I know I've done an episode on this before about rebaptism and recommitting my life to Christ, and I went over my story and my testimony a little bit on there, but today I really just wanted to go into why I follow Jesus Christ and all into my testimony from beginning to now. But before I get into all of that, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to you, Lord. Please just wrap your arms around us and show us that you are right here with us. And I pray that whatever each person is supposed to receive from this episode, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm just going to go straight into everything. Why do I follow Jesus? What made me want to be saved by Jesus? I'm going to go into all of that today. So first, I'm just going to start from the beginning, really. All my life, I was raised up in church. And whenever I was five years old, I was at my grandparents' house and... My grandpa was reading me the Bible. When I would go stay at their house, they would always at bedtime would read me a Bible story or a few different verses of the Bible and talk about it with me. And that specific day when I was five years old, my grandfather read John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life in heaven. And whenever he read that verse to me and, it, and he was explaining it to me, I told him, Pavi is what I called my grandfather. I said, Pavi, I want to be saved. So he was asking me, you know, do I understand what it means to be saved and all of that. And at that young age, I really didn't fully understand what it meant to be saved, but it sounded like a good idea. And I know at the time I felt like I understood, but I only could understand to a certain extent. I was five years old. Fast forward to when I'm 10 years old and we were at Godstock, which is a thing that my church does every year. We go to Barren River Lake for the weekend in September, and they have like outdoor services on Friday and Saturday night. Sunday morning, they have baptisms. So this was a Saturday night. Um, I was at Godstock, and our pastor was talking about baptisms the next day. And so I told my mom, Mom, I think I really want to be baptized. I had thought about it throughout the years of me from 5 to 10. I had been thinking about getting baptized, but at that time, I really felt like I should be baptized. So the next day on Sunday, I ended up getting baptized. And after getting baptized when I was 10 years old, I really did feel like I was saved and I had a relationship with Christ. And I would tell my friends and family and I would listen to worship music and I felt like Jesus was my best friend. But I would go through spurts of that where I would really feel like I was on fire and I wanted to let everyone know about Jesus. And then I would also go through times where I would try to tell someone that I knew about Jesus and they didn't believe in Jesus or they didn't want to hear anything about it. So I would start getting discouraged and just things would get in the way. I would listen to other types of music and, you know, just want to be a kid, want to be a teenager and different things. And so I would go on and off, you know. I feel like 
there were times when I was younger that I really did feel like I was saved and I had a close relationship with Christ but I was too young to really fully understand like the love of God and having a relationship with Jesus and what that truly means. And throughout my years of being a teenager, I really only went to church because my mom made me go to church. I knew that if I wanted to hang out with my friends on Friday and Saturday, I better be at church on Sunday morning or the next week I'm not going to be able to hang out with my friends at all. And so I would go to church on Wednesday nights and I would go to church on Sunday mornings because I knew that's what I was supposed to do. It wasn't something that I really got much out of. Most of the time whenever I was a teenager I would just go to hang out with my friends. There would be other people in youth that I would hang out with on Wednesdays. A lot of the times, I'm not proud of saying this, but my mom would park over by the park that was at our church and me and my best friend would just stay at that park and have friends come over and not even go to the church service. So I was just living my life through my teenage years, you know, only going to church when I had to, but it wasn't something that I was really getting much out of. But I always knew from being raised in church that I had God to lean on if I needed him, but I wasn't constantly leaning on him. I wasn't, you know, I was living my life the way that I wanted to. And I would say throughout the time that I was 15 until about 22, I was very wild. I went through a very wild streak. And there were times in between there where I would get very fed up with the way that I was living life. It wasn't fulfilling me. I had a lot of heartbreak and loss and a lot of things that happened in my life um, where I would cry out to the Lord and I would know that I needed God and I would try to get my life together and I'd read my Bible and I'd pray and I'd stop smoking and drinking and doing all these things that I was doing before um but then I would I would something would happen or I would kind of get tired and bored of living that life or always trying to do the right thing that I would slip up and go back into my wild partying and really just trying to do everything that I could to not face the reality of feeling lonely and being hurt and heartbroken. I, for seven years, I was in a relationship that was not good for me at all. Um, from the time I was 15 through 22, this makes a lot of sense if you think about it this way. So I was in a very bad relationship on and off for those seven years. And I felt like my worth was in that relationship. And so when things didn't go right, when he would cheat on me, when he would lie to me, when different things would happen, I felt like that determined my worth. Like I'm not worthy of his love. I'm not worthy of him being faithful or being truthful to me. And so that really did affect me a lot. And sometimes I would get so fed up where I would reach out to God. Most of the time I would turn towards other things to get me out of that. And this is very uncomfortable for me to talk about on here, but I feel like this is something that people need to hear. I know some of my family listens to my podcast and watch my videos, so I've always kind of refrained from saying too much, but I really do feel like this is an important part of my story. And so I'm gonna kind of get into the nitty gritty on here. Um, I did turn to alcohol and other things to just get out of my mind where I just didn't want to think about 
the things that were happening. I didn't want to think about how sad I was feeling or what was going on in my life at the time. I just wanted to get out of my mind. I just wanted a release for a moment. And so I resorted to partying and doing things that I knew I shouldn't be doing. But at the time, it felt great. I felt like I had no care in the world until at night I'd start crying and you know reality would hit or something would happen I would get so down in the dumps and I had no other choice but to turn to God. So this happened for years for seven years on and off I would you know go through these spurts of feeling like I knew God having a relationship with him then I would go right back into my crazy parting stage and just not wanting to feel anything and trying to hide from God because I knew that he was here and he could see everything and he knew everything, but I thought that maybe if I just didn't acknowledge that God was there, maybe if I just kept living my life and just kept doing everything that I wanted to do, I could run very far away from him and he wouldn't even, you know, there's so many other people in this world that you can worry about. Like, don't worry about little old me. I'm just over here living my life. Like that's how I felt at one point, which is crazy because God is always right here with us. And even though there's every single person in this world, there's billions of people in the world, he still knows everything about us. He knows our hearts. He knows our intentions. He desires to have a relationship with us. And I couldn't comprehend that when I was younger. I just thought, oh, you know, if I just pretend like he's not here, maybe he'll go away. Maybe I can just keep pushing it down until he just decides that he doesn't want anything to do with me and he'll go focus on other people because I know I'm not doing the right thing, but I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. So I went through that from the time I was 15 till 22. Then I ended up throughout this time of all of this throughout 15 through 22. And even now, um, I had really bad anxiety. I was diagnosed when I was 15 with anxiety. And so I was struggling with that uh, on top of, you know, everything else with my relationship and other things that I'm not going to talk about on here. But there was different things that I was struggling with at the time. Um, and so my anxiety just kept getting worse and worse. And whenever I was partying and doing the different things, I could get the anxiety down to a minimum or I could think, oh, well, I'm just having anxiety because I'm out of my mind because I'm partying because I'm doing these things that are altering my mind. That's the reason why I'm feeling paranoid or feeling this way. It doesn't have anything to do with my anxiety. So I could kind of trick my mind into thinking it wasn't that bad. Uh, but whenever I was working throughout the years of working, I didn't ever drink before work or smoke before work or anything like that. Like I never went into work with an altered mind. I always went into work perfectly normal. And so I would get very, very anxious at work. And I remember crying on my lunch breaks at work and just feeling like I'm not cut out for a normal job because I was just so anxious all the time talking to customers on the phone or doing the different things that I was doing at work. I was just very anxious. And the last real job that I had uh, back in October of 2017, I one day was going to go into work and I really thought about calling out of work, but I knew that I couldn't call out of work because 
I had just had strep throat the week before and they said if I missed any more days that I would get fired because I was in a 90 day probationary period. I was just starting my first three months. You have like this probationary period with that company where you can only miss three days. And I had missed more than that, but it was consecutive days with having strep throat. And so I couldn't miss anymore. So I knew I needed to go into work, but I was super anxious that day. So I ended up having a panic attack, having to pull off on the side of the road and I just could not make it into work. I called in that day and I told them what had happened. And they basically said, you're a great worker. We hate to see you go. They weren't having it. Like I got fired because I missed that day. After that, I went through a down world spiral. It was bad. I had lost my job. My anxiety was so bad and nothing that I did was helping. Like I couldn't drink enough. I couldn't smoke enough. I couldn't do enough to fix what I was feeling with my anxiety, with feeling lonely and unloved and unworthy and just all of these different things, all of these feelings that I was feeling like I I didn't feel like I had any hope. Like I just, I didn't know what to do. I, I did not know what to do. And I went through this period where I would reach out to God, but I knew like I would feel good for the moment. I would reach out to him. I would try to do better. And then I would go back into wanting to do things on my own. And I did that for a while, for about a year. I did feel like I was getting closer to Christ, but I also didn't fully give my all to him. I still had this in my mind. I felt like I couldn't fully give it all to him because there was a lot of people in my life that are left. And I was thinking, what if I do give everything that I have to God and he just leaves me like everyone else does. Now I know that that is not the case at all, that God is never going to leave us and he's right here with us and there's nothing that we can do to make him not love us. But that took a lot, a lot for me to realize um, because I was so used to people leaving and not feeling loved and not feeling worthy in my life that I just thought God was going to do the same thing. So when I was 23 years old, I vividly remember a moment of just being so tired of the way that I was living life, being anxious, feeling all of these crazy thoughts, just all of the things. Like, I was just so tired of it. I knew that something had to change and I cried out to God. I was listening to this song called On My Knees and I just got on my knees. I knelt down by my bed and I was just crying out to God. I put that song on repeat and I just cried out, please God help me fix my broken heart. I was just really, really needing him at that moment. And I really felt his presence. And there were times throughout my life that I did feel the presence of God. And I had those moments where I cried out to him, but this time, felt different. It really did feel different, but it wasn't smooth selling after that. Since then, I have been strengthening my rela relationship with Christ and I have been getting a lot closer um, to God. And this isn't a daily thing. There are days where I struggle a lot and there are days where it's easier. And the more that I do daily things to get close to Christ, it does help to not conform to this world. It does help to not go back into the things that I used to do in the past, 
but I know that I have to constantly every single day seek God and seek closeness to him and have that relationship with him and look towards him and lean on him through every aspect of my life. So after that time of me crying out to God and listening to that song and just being at my wits end and knowing like I need God, I cannot do this without him, I started reading my Bible. I started praying. I started doing daily things to help. I started really like getting in and studying the Bible like I never had before. So I went through periods in my life before I was 23 where I was kind of going through the motions of what I thought I needed to do to be a Christian, but I didn't fully grasp what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. So after me crying out to God when I was 23, I really did start trying to study my Bible and constantly pray and have that relationship with Christ and have those moments of just really trying to break down all of the walls that I had in the past, all of the questions that I had, all the things that was stopping me from really giving it all to God and just trying to center myself and build that strong foundation and know like what is the firm foundation that I need to build? What are the things that I need to do to stand firm? And the things that I thought that I needed, the things that I was thinking like, oh, if I do this, this, and this, and this, then I'll have a close relationship. That's not how it is at all. And I've realized throughout these past six years of really strengthening my relationship with Christ that we just need to desire Jesus. That's really all there is to it. We need to desire him, to desire to love him more than anything and desire to have a heart and live like him. That's it. There are things that I do daily to help strengthen my relationship with Christ, but there aren't things that we have to do every single day to get us into heaven. There aren't things that if we just do these specific things, we're going to get into heaven. Or if we just be a good girl or a good boy, we're going to get into heaven. We have to break down all of those ideas that we had from what people told us in our past and know that if we just love Jesus, believe in him, are saved by him and desire to love him more than anything, that's more than enough. He just desires to have a relationship with us and we have to also desire to have that relationship with him. So why do I follow Jesus? I follow Jesus because I know that life is not worth living without him. I've tried to go through doing things that I want to do. I've tried that life of living on my own the way that I wanted to do on my terms, partying, doing whatever I want to do without worrying about the consequences, without worrying about anything else. I've tried that and all that did for me was cause more anxiety more depression, more loneliness and emptiness and not feeling worthy, not feeling loved, all of those things. That's all that did for me. It just made it worse and it got to the point where I didn't even want to live anymore because I had nothing to live for. So why do I follow Jesus? Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the light of the world. He gives us purpose. He 
makes me look forward to something. I know because I am saved by Jesus, I have eternal life with him and God the Father. And I am a child of God. And I have purpose in this world. Purpose that I didn't see before. And after years of me really trying to strengthen my relationship with Christ from the time I was 23 until September of 2020, I got rebaptized, which I do have an episode on that if you want to go check that out. I don't know the exact number of the episode on that, but it was from 2020, so you can scroll down and see it talks about my rebaptism, and I do go over some of my story on that as well. And before that, I did recommit my life to Christ. Before I decided to get rebaptized, I did recommit my life to Christ because I did go through in those stages of 15 through 22, um, I went through just having a lot of questions and not being able to grasp that Jesus was a man that walked on this earth, but he was also God, but he was a man and just not really being able to fully comprehend that. And I did have a lot of questions that I felt like I needed answered, but I still have a lot of questions that I don't have answered, but now I know that that's okay. We don't need to understand everything. We're not going to have all of our questions answered because we as mere humans are not going to be able to understand the fullness of God. We're not going to be able to understand the reasons why things happen or why the sky is blue, why God made us. We can't understand not even a little part of all of the different things about God and about this world and our purpose and everything. All we can do is just trust in him completely, know that we are nothing without him and that he loves us so much and he just desires to have a relationship with us and he has our best interest at heart and we just have to trust in him and know that when we're saved by Jesus, we have eternal life in heaven. We need to shout that from the rooftops and let everyone know about Jesus, how he's changed our lives. Since I recommitted my life to Christ and I really said, Jesus, I believe that you are real. I believe you died on the cross for our sins. I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. I believe there's no way into heaven except through you. And just really believing that in my heart and confessing that with my mouth, my life has changed completely. And yes, there are going to be days where we're going to be sad. There are going to be days where we're going to be overwhelmed and confused. There's going to be hard times. Things are going to happen in life. We're going to have hardships. Jesus tells his disciples, in this life, you're going to have troubles. But take heart because I have overcome the world. So why do I follow Jesus? Because... He has changed me completely. He's changed my heart. He's changed my life. He's changed my outlook on life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's our Savior, our Messiah. And I know that without Him, nothing in this life matters. Nothing at all matters if we don't have a relationship with Christ. That is the very most important thing. And use my story to know if you're thinking, oh, well, you know, there's so many things in this world that I haven't done yet. There's so many things that I want to do. I want to live my life my own. And then 
I will, you know, start following Christ because I know there's a lot to it and we can't live the way we want. Just think about my story when you think about that because I've done it all. I, I lived a life of my own. I tried to do things that I wanted to do, live my life the way I wanted to and not worry about the consequences. And I'm here to tell you right now, it is not worth it. It's not worth it at all. It's just going to lead to more depression, more anxiety, more feelings of loneliness, more everything that you're feeling or you felt of being sad, of not feeling like you have a purpose in this world and just being confused, being alone, all of those different things are just going to get worse and worse without Jesus. Nothing good comes from trying to live life on your own and disregarding your purpose on this earth, which is to have a full and abundant life in heaven with Jesus and God the Father. Our purpose is to have that relationship with Christ. Let others know about Jesus so that they may be saved and go to heaven also. And portraying the fruit of the Spirit to others and letting our light shine. We are children of God and we can't be conformed to this world. We can't think that our way is better. It's not. We can't begin to comprehend the fullness of God. But I know my life is a million times better with Jesus and that's why I follow him. No matter how bad things get right now, I have eternal life in heaven with Jesus and God the Father. That's really all that matters. So I can have hope in knowing that no matter what happens to me in this life, I have eternal life in heaven. My true home and true treasure is with Jesus and God the Father. And Jesus has changed my heart and my life forever. So that is my story, my testimony from beginning until now of why I follow Jesus and, you know, what happened throughout my life. So I hope this episode helped you guys and I will see you guys next time. Bye guys!